everybody. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman. And apparently someone thinks menopause is funny, and that would be Rebecca Hulam. She's a nationally recognized expert on the subject, and she's the author of Feeling Hot, a humorous, informative, and truthful look at menopause. Welcome, Rebecca. Oh, thank you. It's so great to be here with you today. Well, I'm so glad someone is finally talking about this because this subject has been so taboo in our culture. I know my mother would barely even uh, acknowledge that she was ever having a hot flash, even when she was dripping with sweat. So thank you for bringing this out there. (laughs) Oh, well, it's my pleasure. I I have fun with it. Uh, My intention is to educate women and to help them have a healthier, happier experience. So cool. That's why I'm here here too. So let's start with what is menopause? Let's just break it down for us. Okay, well, medically speaking, uh, a natural menopause is the cessation of menstrual periods. So the ending of menstrual periods. And uh, once you've gone one full year and you've had no menstrual period or any bleeding, um, you are considered to have gone through the menopause. But it's also age-related as well. So the average age is about 52. But most women start to experience symptoms in their early 40s. So symptoms meaning irregular menstrual periods, moodiness, difficulty sleeping, uh, word retrieval, they can't think of the word that they're trying to use, they forget where they put their car keys, their sunglasses, they can't remember their best friend's name. So there are a lot of, uh, you know, signs along the way. But um, technically speaking, we end our menstrual periods and uh, we end the um, production of the hormones that, you know, were so wonderful, like estrogen and testosterone and progesterone. And then it's official after a year. Oh, God, I'm so glad I'm normal. <laughs> All this. <laughs> so you yeah, do. That's the funny part. You know, we think that we're going crazy, but we're actually normal. Yeah. Well, you do say in your writings that everyone is different, but what are some of the things that we might expect as we journey through this whole menopause thing? <laughs> well, yeah, to, be- to begin with, uh, we may notice that our menstrual periods are becoming. Um, irregular, meaning that they may not come every month, they may be shorter, they may be lighter, they may be heavier, they may be, um, you may have more cramps, you may have less cramps, so that usually starts to happen in the early 40s, so that's the first sign. And then later, as we get into the middle, late 40s, which um, perimenopause is the beginning of menopause. Uh, we may notice that we have mood swings, irritability, free-floating anxiety, meaning that the things that used to not bother us at all, all of a sudden we become anxious over simple things like where to park our car and, you know, the shopping mall that we've been to a thousand times. So, you know, it's little things like that that began the, the menopause transition, and this is all because the hormones are dropping from ovulation. And then once we get into our 50s and the menstrual periods finally stop, then we may develop hot flashes, night sweats, sleep disturbances. Um, So those are the typical signs and symptoms that we're going through menopause. So those things are really funny, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the funniest thing is when we finally discover we have a long black hair sprouting from the side of our face. And uh, it's 
curling and long, and then we get very upset with our very best friend because she never told us about it. But the thing we don't, we forget is that best friend is usually around our age, and she can't see it. So <laughs> then, we, then we have to get younger friends. Oh, I like that idea. Do you have any more practical yeah. advice like that in your book that we might look for? <laughs> think it is in our culture that we don't we don't talk about it or at least the generation ahead of us we're so afraid to talk about it well the first problem is you know our mother's generation were taught that you don't talk about personal things particularly personal things in public um and so you know our mothers pretty much suffered through it plus there wasn't a whole lot of education about it and you know doctors were generally we would go to male doctors and uh, male doctors didn't feel comfortable talking about it and for the longest time they just felt women were going crazy so they'd give them Valium or things like that to just calm them down and send them home um, and our generation at least my all, my generation um, you know there's lots of education that's coming out so women are starting to talk about it and feel more comfortable about it and, and now today a lot of women will talk about anything about their body so um, the education is the key yeah. that you know it's happening this is what's happening this is your choices of you know what you can do about it and so it's, it's you know a big uh, difference sure is there's a lot of us going through it together so we might as well come together and laugh about it and and enjoy it because what are yeah. the what are the alternatives right <laughs> right well it's an equal opportunity event so it's going to happen to every woman and you know the craziest thing is that some of us seem to think that it's not going to happen to us and you know when it does and you know we're kind of caught with our pants down you know no <laughs> pun intended because you know <laughs> we weren't expecting it you know yeah so what are some, some of your ideas? I love how you bring your medical expertise with your gifts of the written word. What are your, some of your ideas for getting through this natural transition um, in addition to laughing through it? Well, I, I, you know, every woman, like I mentioned, every woman is different, and there's many, you know, there's many choices to uh, going through this phase of life. Some women will need uh, to take hormones. Uh, because the symptoms are impacting their day-to-day quality of life. But the majority of women, you know, can do simple things, you know, like increase their exercise, take a look at their diet, um, and things like that, you know, try meditation, yoga. um, But those kinds of experiences will help ease a lot of the symptoms and keep women together, so to speak, while they go through, you know, the major changes. Um, but diet and exercise are the two most important things because the hormone estrogen affects our bones and many women are, can be predisposed to osteoporosis and exercise, particularly weight bearing exercise is going to help keep the bones strong. 
Um, and, you know, diet, of course, you know, heart disease is one of the biggest concerns after women go through menopause because uh, there's more women with heart disease after menopause than there are men. So, um, and estrogen used to protect the arteries. So we, our diet and our exercise are the two most important things to keep us healthy and keep us going um, because we're going to live a third of our life past menopause. You know, so there's a good possible 30 years, 40 years, maybe 50 years after the age of 50. And, you know, most of us want to be healthy and strong, um, you know, to go through those years. And do we have to gain weight during menopause? I mean, is it inevitable? Well, uh, you know, absolutely not. But I think what happens to the majority of us is that, you know, we're real gung-ho in our 30s and 40s, and we're doing all the exercise classes, and, you know, we're taking it cycling and running and whatever. And then we get into our 50s, and we get a little lazy. What happens now, and we are not watching our, you know, intake of food as much, and, you know, our exercise may have decreased a bit because we've got aches and pains of, you know, possible arthritis and things like that. And also the metabolism slows down. So you've got all three of those going on, and, you know, we gain the weight. But to answer your question simply, no, it's not inevitable, but we do have to pay attention to it if we don't want it to happen, so... Okay. I'm on it. I'm on it. And my that's that's what my site Happy Healthy You is all about anyway. It's that mind body spirit approach, you know, bringing in all the things you mentioned, meditation, yoga, exercise, diet. So, we're on the same page, girl. So, um <laughs> Yeah. So, on a positive note, now I've read in some of my more woo-woo readings that the time of the change is a transition into a more wise period of our lives. And, and in the, the ancient days, women were called crones. <laughs> so there's something to look forward to. We can be a crone, which is the wise woman in society. Do you think we'll ever be recognized as wise women? because we're not um, creating with our physical womb, we still have that creative potential and we, do, we have more time for the creativity at this point in our lives. So we should all, all be working to nurture that creative force that is within us because it's powerful. Well, absolutely. And I think that the first thing that has to happen is women have to believe that they have the creativity. Uh, you know, we during our working years, we may have had to 
that most women have had to work, you know, um, to help raise the children, sometimes, uh, you know, single uh, mothers, you know, raising kids. And so they've spent a lot of time just getting up and going to work and haven't really nurtured that creative side. So a lot of women will come into to the art classes or uh, any other crea- creativity type uh, thing and think that they don't have that creative uh, ability. Or they may look at being creative as painting and art and things like that and not think of other things. Um, so, so. Uh, but everyone has the ability, uh, you know, has the creative. Yeah, um, I like that. Okay, yeah. I agree. So get out there, women, and explore that. Now, Rebecca, your site is a great reference for anybody who wants more information about the whole process of menopause. And they have information um, also they, where they can find your book, Feeling Hot, which I love that title. So tell us how to find you on the web. Well, you can uh, go to my website, which is www.themenopauseexpert.com. Um, and my book is actually on Amazon, so um, you can find it there. Um, and there's a lot of other uh, resource links on my website to other websites that, you know, have lots of information, education. Um, so, that, you know, there's lots of information there. And I love that you do that because that is building community, which as women we're so good at. So I think if all of us build these communities we will come together as a collective powerhouse. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that's what we are. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, let's take all that all that creative energy and put it out in the world so we can help empower all of the other menopause sisters. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, one, one recommendation I have, too, is that, that we share our information with each other. We share our experiences. Because you know, that's one thing that women do well. We like to process things and, you know, talk about things. And so, you know, it's important that, you know, if, if you've had a positive experience or found, a, you know, a, um, an herb or a supplement or something that's, you know, really worked for you or you found an exercise class that's really helped or, you know, whatever it is, you know, move it, pass it forward, share it, you know, let, let your friends know about it. I love um, it. Mm-hmm. It's it's good for everybody. I love it. And the Happy Healthy You Facebook page is a great place to share it. Thank you, Rebecca Hulam. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and talking about this important once taboo subject. No longer, however. Yes. <laughs> so that's right. well, it's a pleasure being